What's going on, everyone? Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm Dylan. And I'm Josh. And we're the Out of Office Podcast. Yeah. So people say it's your option. We'll be like, we'll take our chances. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and speaking of um, folks holding out, did you see the Florida governor today? <laughs> I've been married for 30 years. You don't know. <laughs> What's going on, guys? This is the Out of Office Podcast. I'm Dylan here with Josh, and we have a very special guest in the building today, our good friend Mark. How's it going, Mark? Hey, Dylan. It's good, man. Thanks for having me on. Been looking forward to this for a minute. Yeah, dude. Thanks for thanks for coming on. So um, Mark has been a, a listener for a while, and we definitely appreciate it. One of our most loyal guys, without a doubt, and he's got a lot of really cool stuff going on. And so, uh, let's just what, what's like a quick quick rundown of who who's Mark? If you had to introduce yourself to someone, uh, okay, a little elevator pitch. Um, let's see. Yeah, I uh, born and raised in Seattle. I'm a buddy of Dylan and Josh's from college. I think uh, kind of similar similarly to Eli and Keith that were on previously, but we're all in the same fraternity, so. Had a, got to know those guys and been able to stay in touch and hang out with them ever since school, which has been really nice. But a little bit about myself. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm literally pretty much your like very typical 25 year old in Seattle. Went to UW, work a job in tech consulting, um, have a couple of hobbies on the side that involve food and fitness. It's, it's, it's uh, honestly, that's boilerplate right there. But <laughs> yeah. um, in my free time, I like to play, um, play video games, golf hang out with my dog, cook a lot, that sort of thing. So yeah, pretty typical. Nice. What are you, what are you doing with your food thing? I, I feel like, uh, I may have seen an Instagram page that you've been working on during quarantine. Yeah, man. So my roommate, Josh, one of my best friends, he started, I think he started a food Instagram back in college and it was basically pictures of whatever he was grilling. Um, (laughs) it was just like steak and ribs mostly, but, um, I was looking for something to do back in like April and I started cooking a lot and I've always been, I cooked a bunch growing up. Uh, I have a half brother that lived with me for a little while when I was like, I think I was like 10 or 11, who was in culinary school at the time. And so I kind of, kind of got to learn some knife skills and and basics when I was younger and I would cook here and there on and off. But I think kind of just obviously with quarantine, I just had to cook a lot more and I figured, you know, if I'm going to start learning how to cook and I do um, hold myself accountable and then start trying to branch out and try new things. And so I created the Instagram just cause Josh had one as well at Mark likes to cook. If you want to check it out. Um, and it's, it's honestly, it's kind of devolved into a pasta page, just make, making a lot of pastas. And then I recently got a, a standing mixer. So I've been doing a lot of baking as well. So, Oh, nice. That's what you find. Yeah. The, uh, domestic arts I've been, I've been working on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's dude. awesome. Are, are you, cause I, I know you live with Josh. Are you yeah. competing, um, you know, to, to see who gets the most likes or are there collabs happening within the same household? Is it friendly? Is it? Uh, it's a competitive it's it's a i'd say it's a mutually beneficial relationship yeah no it's funny because every now and then if we like work on you know we cook something together josh is like so are you gonna post this or am i gonna post this (laughs) i'm like dude i think it's fine man we can just like i'm i'm not competing with you in any way it's just it's just for fun i i just yeah it's it's just for fun but um, it's cool though because josh is all about the grill he's really good at cooking meats and i get to expand 
and I do some more like French French food and, and baking and, and Italian and, and a little bit of like Mexican here and there. So yeah, it's, it's nice. just fun. It's, it is a little, I will say it's a little bit of a healthy rivalry. Um, nice. Said, uh, nice. <laughs> What's your best dish? Oh, that's a good question, man. I just, um, now that we get to work from home um, and we're home all day, I can start mm-hmm. to work on and do like, do recipes that take like four, six hours to cook, you know, cause I can, on my lunch, I'll just hop in the kitchen and, and do something. But uh, I'm a big fan of beef bourgnon. If either of you have, have ever, it's honestly just like French beef stew, but with extra butter and wine in it, which is nice. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Um, yeah, that that's probably one that I've made fairly often. It's a good amount of effort, but it's worth it. And then um, just doing like your typical homemade pasta with a simple sauce and a little bit of prosciutto or, or sausage in it is, it goes a long way. So those, those are probably two of my, my best dishes, I'd say. I make them more than I should, but yeah, lots of carbs, lots of fat, but that's how I like it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's the way to go, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah why why would you, why would you spend the time cooking anything else? Exactly. That's, yeah. yeah you, you'll have to teach me. I am like, I am not a cook at all, uh, which does, Julie will insist it quite I was gonna say, does Julie cook, or are you guys just more? Julie, Julie likes to cook a ton, and so it, it works out that way for in my favor. <laughs> but your place uh, has a nice kitchen too. You should definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we uh, we made some uh, waffles this morning, and then I made the eggs. And if you go check out her her Instagram, you can see how bad I messed up on the eggs. So like, I have a long. <laughs> what, what were you? How are you uh, making? I was trying to make them, uh, what's it called, like fried eggs, but then I accidentally yeah. like popped the yolk on one of them, and so it was just, it was messy. Uh, it was edible, you know, but yeah. it, it wasn't nice. the prettiest <laughs> thing in the world. Dude, that's the thing though with eggs, man. They're easy to cook, but they're hard to master. It's like, yeah, like a lot of chemistry and stuff involved in, in the way eggs are made, which is way, I don't know any of that, but I just know it's it's tough, man. Like everybody's like, oh, I can make eggs. So like, eh, it's harder than it looks. So I feel like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Dylan? Do you do the cooking, or is, is, is Phoenix more of the... Uh, well, I've been... I was trying to do, like, a Chipotle diet, where I ate just Chipotle every day. I remember uh, seeing the guy on... I remember reading about that guy that did the Chipotle diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I kind of just gave up. <laughs> it's hard on the body, uh, all those beans. I was going to say... Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I feel it. Like we're used just... What is what is the Chipotle diet? Is that eating, like, a burrito bowl every day? Uh, yeah, so that's what I was just doing just because I usually don't eat in the morning. I'll have like a smoothie and then at lunch I'll have like something light and then just towards the end of the day I like to have like a bigger meal. And so I was just doing that mainly just to save time because I just didn't feel like yeah. cooking. And I did yeah. like the cost analysis and I was like, oh, based off all the ingredients that they're giving me and stuff like that and how much food I get, it's like it's really not that expensive because it does yeah. save some time. Um, so I was just Real doing that. Are, yeah, they're also the easiest, I'd say the easiest thing to meal prep. Like if you want to make five. It's so easy and oh, they yeah. act fairly well. So I could tell on that one. Yeah, definitely. It's super cheap. Yeah. I, I've increased my Chipotle uh, consumption this January. <laughs> Did I say it right also? Chipotle, right? Yeah. Yeah, Chipotle. Okay, good, good. Were you, saying it, were you saying it wrong before? I always get Chipotle and Chipotle confused. And so Chipotle. <laughs> Uh, I funny. always get it confused. Uh, you guys like Chipotle too. over Qdoba? Because I remember back in college, that was kind of like, that was a big thing. I don't think people really care anymore, but. It was a coupon uh, game for me, right? Like that, whoever yeah. had the best coupon. Because oh. it was Qdoba that had, I think they'll buy one, get one free, right? Yeah. Was that or the bookstore? Like was that the back to school coupon book? Remember yep. when you would 
some guy from the house of like whoredom, he'd bring 30 and he'd put them in the front entryway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hotcakes, man. How many BOGOs can you get from? <laughs> I remember Dude. having like 10 at a time. <laughs> yeah. They, they had some good deals. Like, uh, I think it was Mod Pizza was, yeah, uh, that was buy one, one, get one free. And Mod is like already really cheap too. So that was like two meals for eight bucks yeah. remember, back in the day. Oh, yeah. Man, those were the days, too. Do you remember that? Uh, I don't know if you guys were in on this, but uh, I think I got it from one of the younger guys in the house. But there was this Uber Eats code that I think they, I think it was supposed to be for a group that was testing the service, but it basically was like every day you got a $50 credit. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I mean, this might have been when I was still in the house, but you guys had moved out. I remember, um, yeah, I got a 50, you got a $50 credit every single day. Um, or, or it was, or it was every meal you got credited up to 50 bucks. So I was ordering and I remember people were like, oh man, what if they like charge you after the fact, they know you're not supposed to be using this. And I kind of threw caution in the wind and I was ordering like acai bowls for lunch every day. And, and oh, nice. Yeah, man, it was wild. It was, that was the wild west. That was like right at the beginning of Uber Eats and, and, and Postmates and stuff like that. That was awesome. I didn't pay for food for like a whole week and I ate like an absolute king. It was good. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I did that for uh, Caviar. Do you guys remember Caviar? I don't know if they're still Dude, I, I just got an email from Caviar and I remember, and I was like, why do I even, like, I haven't used Caviar in like six years. I don't even I know. I think they, they got acquired by Uber, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. it was DoorDash. Was it like a proprietor? Were they doing it for the tech? Is that why they got acquired? I have no idea. I thought that uh, Sega put them out of business back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'm surprised they're still around. It was the share a code and get someone to like, it was basically, I think it was you share a code and someone gets a $20 off a meal or something like that. And then you also get $20. And so I had. Yeah, but they, they didn't check your credit card. So like you could use yeah. this. Yeah. 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 So I had you just had to create a new email, right? Oh no, I didn't even have to do that. It would just automatically send it all to my email, everyone that signed up and got some caviar. Because my girlfriend <laughs> put it on her sorority page and then I had like oh, yeah. three hundred dollars in credit just right there. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, you I, I did do it in a legit that. way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Mark, you were talking about like just doing the the loop where you just kind of create a new email and refer yourself. Allegedly, you know. Oh, Allegedly. That, yeah, that that I think that was the thing too. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Like I, like I was saying, like I feel like that was the wild west before any of this, like yeah, before they like got smart. Yeah, just, <laughs> thought it through. Yeah. Like, oh wait, we can't do that. <laughs> I think that they were happening. feeding all of you dub for free for at least like a month. Like everyone was doing it back then. It was crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, oh, man. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Mark, have about, you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. About, I was just saying, like, man, I feel bad for you know all those restaurants on the Ave, like having the college kids kept them alive like earls and stuff like that like mm-hmm. i'm sad if when we go back in a couple of years like earls or like the duchess or any of the places we used to go are just not there anymore i mean obviously you can say that for every restaurant but those ones specifically yeah agreed. earls would earls i would be sad about that that holds a special place in my heart the four dollar cheeseburger delivery where you would like call that dude and he was just like piss off half the time and it would take 10 times to get through (laughs) he's like what do you want yeah what do you want like didn't even intro like hey this is earl's like what can i get for your order it's just what do you want yeah i can't take any more orders today stop calling (laughs) (laughs) and he would be like on twitter too just like he was a good guy though just uh 
yeah, maybe just stress out. But his Twitter was really funny too. The Earls, the Earls guy. Dude, I don't know why they didn't raise their prices after like the first year because they could have. Yeah, yeah, sure. Definitely. I mean, their margins were probably like razor thin, but they could have made more money. I'm sure. But I respect yeah. that, man. It's all about the brand. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for Legendary. sure. <laughs> oh man. So Mark, have you been uh, doing any GameStop? Dude, so any yeah. Stock trading? I will say, so I guess if, I know you guys did this last time. There's zero financial advice that we're talking about here ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm definitely not the bastion for um, good financial advice, definitely. But yeah, man, I was actually in GameStop early on, back in, back in November. Um, oh, so geez. I've been... So I've been on Wall Street bets for like three years. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm a lurker. Like I'm a, I'm a heavy Reddit user. I'll just say I use Reddit a lot. And Wall Street bets was kind of the, one of the subreddits I check, you know, if like, you know, have a few minutes at work and I'm just trying to kill time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been like, Dylan, you studied finance too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then Josh, you studied finance. Um, I've always been interested since we were taking those classes in school and like learning how to price options and, and having like a, a fundamental understanding of the stock market. And I never had any real money to be able to invest. Right. But it's kind of like, yeah, like I caught up on it or I stayed up on it cause I found it interesting. Um, but yeah. And then I've been in wall street best for a few years. And then uh, that guy um, deep fucking value, the dude that was posting yeah, all that yeah. was like the early bull on was like on the, like he was basically like him and a couple other guys were in on it early. And so I saw it. And then I remember it was like eight or $9. And then I bought some shares like not that much, just like maybe a couple hundred dollars worth of shares. And then, um, yeah, and then it popped to like 15 and I was like, oh my God, this is great. So I sold and then it went back down to like 12. And then they were like, you know, like basically they were saying the squeeze, um, if it would happen, would be in 2021, like January, February, when it, when it did happen. Mm-hmm. But I was very impatient and I was dumb. So I, bought, I was like, I bought some at 12. And then I also had, uh, I rebought back in. And then I also had some call options that were expiring in like January, February. And so like, if I had, you know, just didn't back out and be, be like basically the stuff, it was so volatile. I was just kind of worried about it all the time. Not the move when you're investing in a stock like that. I should have just held and not looked at it every day. Yeah. Um, and I ended up getting out and then I got rebound and then uh, made a big mistake. Then I got back in and then wrote it all the way up. And then kind of got caught and I got lost in the sauce and I didn't sell early enough. (laughs) (laughs) By the time it dropped down, I will like overall actually have ended up even on GameStop. So I I will, uh, I will take that as like a very inexpensive lesson learned for sure. Yeah, man, that was a wild ride. I was like losing sleep over it and stuff. Cause. Oh no. Yeah. I trade on, um, I trade on Weeble. So you can do Mm -hmm. after hours, you can, um, you know, you can still trade after hours. So like I would, without even wanting to i would wake up at like 2 or 3 a.m and like check the price and be like oh should i sell and it was just it was just too stressful so yeah it, it was it was it was fun though man that was like what a ride that was and i felt like it brought um and granted i mean i think some people are like the fact that everybody and their mother is now getting a robin hood account is like an indicator that we're in a bubble but who knows man things are kind of crazy these days but yeah i thought it was i i liked it the whole thing the idea that it's just making um people realizing for a retail investor like you or I just being able to download an app on your phone and then, you know, throw a hundred bucks in there and just, Hey, buying stock has never been easier. I just think it was, it was kind of like one of those tipping point events where mm-hmm. people are going to realize that this is more accessible to them. And so whether you think there was like bad shit happening behind the scenes, whether like 
whether or not that happened. I think this is um pretty it's like a cool a cool event that has now made investing a lot more um accessible and like interesting to some people. So I I just think overall it's just is super cool. It'll be in textbooks for for years. I yeah. Think, uh, yeah, it was fun. I know you guys you guys had you guys were kind of dabbling, right? I think bit. Dylan, Dylan was more, I, I bought like two shares of Blackberry and one share of AMC. Like I was not very into it. Oh, I think yeah. Dylan, you were buying a little bit more, right? Yeah. I always, I always hold it for just a day too long. Um, yeah. Thankfully, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thankfully I only lost a, I, I don't, let's see. I only lost like a hundred bucks on it though. Cause I got out at like the right time when it bounced back up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was stressful. The two days that I did it, I was like. Just, you know, like you said, I'd wake up really early be looking at my E-Trade and it's like, all right, am I good? Am I good? And then yeah. I remember waking up after the day when it just tanked. I thought I was going to wake up and have like tons of money in my account because I thought it was going to skyrocket. And then yeah. it's like, they're blocking the trading. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm so yeah. fucked right now. We should have known that that was the, that was it. Like once they stopped okay. trading, we should have just, that was it. Should have sold at that point because it was all downhill from there. But yeah. 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 That was yeah. Good. It is wild. Like, I think, Mark, to your point, I can see it, it'll probably be a good thing in that a lot it'll of people happen. know, you know, about like stock trading had never has never been talked about as much, I feel like, uh, than it has in the last couple of weeks. And so that's probably yeah. good. But there'll probably be some short money yeah. flowing into the market that may create a little bit of a bubble, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Like this is the um, I think the term is dumb money is the phrase of people that don't really know what they're doing and that's basically free money for institutional investors and hedge fund managers and so yeah for them this is good because they're gonna you know at the end of the day the stock market's a zero-sum game so a lot of people are going to be burned but i think it's um for for the growth and then the understanding of investing as like something you should be doing as much as you can when people learn yeah i guess it makes it uh the education's there and the awareness which is good but yeah a lot of people are probably lost lots of money on that but uh, yeah at the end of the day that's what it is right yeah. i that argument where like I, I would have cnbc on while i was working and um i think they're uh, a little biased towards those that have a lot more money than those that yeah. do and so they were <laughs> yeah and so they were like oh a lot of people are gonna get burned blah 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 which is very true but it's like it's always been that way and if you're putting money in the stock market and you lose it like this lesson has been available to be learned for years this shouldn't mm -hmm. shouldn't have changed yeah and i think i think it's just for people that like to gamble this is the new thing now that you can't go to a casino like at the end of the day that's all it is oh yeah, yeah for sure oh yeah i'm just doing gambles all the time <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so far not turned out too well i was uh i invested in um some of the weed stocks and this was before oh, yeah. i even knew it was a big thing on uh Robinhood and it went up a hundred percent since I was holding it and I was just like Which, it's just gonna keep going then yeah, it just crashed just recently and now it's crashed to the point where I'm just like I might as well just hold this <laughs> because I, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, already which, so low. Uh, which stocks did you have? Um, Alpha yeah, and Til Tilroy or whatever or APHA and yeah. Tilray yeah. So uh, yeah I got in on Afria I bought a little too high so yeah they had that fat spike it was mm -hmm. massive in one day I think Tilray went up like 80 or sundial went up 80 percent, but it was like crazy and then it dropped the next day so i was like okay cool like this might be you know people were profit taking i'm gonna get in on this bounce mm -hmm. and then i think it's gonna keep going up and i personally think that it's long term because yeah i think yeah that's the thing is like yeah you might have lost money now man just hold on to it like there's a couple of years it's gonna yeah. take a few years but i was like oh i'm buying low 
and then it's dipping right now and buying the dip and then it sunk even more the next day so um, I've been underwater on that investment for a few for like because I got in right after that spike last week so I'm in the same boat as you yeah long term though hopefully it's hopefully it turns out <laughs> yeah it's we hate. always you know what they say it's not it's not a loss until you sell it right it's yeah <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> Our investment horizon is long, guys. We got we got time. Yeah. We got a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Anyone Josh, in the Doge? Oh, in Doge, I'm not. Are you? Uh, just a little bit. I only put like in. Uh, I think I put like right two, now? two, three hundred in, just because okay. I'm thinking if it gets a dollar, it gets to ten dollars eventually. Then you know, I only Why risked three hundred. You know, so it's like yeah, yeah. You never know. Well, what what was your cost basis? Where did you buy that? um so i Five think or i bought it or so. yeah under six cents so right now i have like 3400 coins so i'm thinking oh. hey if it just for some reason if it popped even to ten dollars it would be insane if it went to a thousand dollars somehow literally insane like life-changing money um but yeah yeah are you what about you josh do you have any cryptos i have a little bit of bitcoin a little bit of your Eurethium is that how you pronounce it? I, I have some of both of those. Yeah, Ethereum. I'm obviously not a Ethereum. Ethereum. I'm obviously not a big crypto person. <laughs> I thought you did. You I thought did you just combine Eurethium? <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I, I did. Anyway, yeah. Uh, and uh, something called Civic. I have no idea what it is, but it looked cool. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm. I am. I'm down right now. Uh, but I was trying to throw a little bit of money into it and, and play around. I bought before the Tesla thing for Bitcoin, so that was nice. Yeah. Um, the problem is I keep gambling away all my Bitcoin <laughs> gains in on sports betting or NBA betting, and so that's been kind of the biggest problem for me. Dude, I'm I'm yeah, I can't wait till we can actually get that. I'm I'm I uh, yeah, we were talking about this before. It's like the new gambling, right? As soon as stuff. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of gambling, when they have sports betting on our phones. Like they do in other states and stuff where you just do it at home. Yeah. like I think it's coming soon for us, right? I feel like I read that maybe it's legal, but they just haven't finished, you know, the paperwork and stuff. Which I is think it's legal. like in the, it's somewhere in the, I'm not familiar with how state government works, but yeah, there's like a bill that's sitting on the floor or something to be voted on. Uh, got it. Got it. Got it. Interesting. I mean, within the next five years, I think they definitely will be. And obviously like every state in the United States has been losing money because of COVID. Oh yeah. That and yeah. marijuana are going to be their band-aid fix. So, like, you know what? Legalize it and then tax it, and we'll recover from that stuff we were going into. Um, that's know. a great point. That's, that's a that's, great point. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like in my in my portfolio. Those are like two things that I'm very like long-term bullish on is uh, sports gambling and then weed stocks, just because I feel like that's the way the market's going. Because Fanduel like, and DraftKings are both publicly traded, right? Yeah, man. I believe what? they are. Oh, that's like I perfect. Think, DraftKings went public through a SPAC, but um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, Penn, you guys know Penn National Gaming. It was like the company that acquired Barstool or they're associated with Barstool. Mm, oh, wow. So they were down. So they run a bunch of casinos and they have like their online gambling platform on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I think at, right when the market crashed in March, their shares were down to like four or $5 and they're up to 115 in less than a year. Wow. Oh, interesting. It's just insane. Yeah. Like, uh, let me look up the. the yeah. Gambling is the. $15 right now. Yeah. Gambling is the perfect business because obviously the, the, the house always wins if you look at all the casinos in Vegas and stuff like that. They didn't make those off of losing. 
Yeah, exactly. It's a great business model. It yeah. really is. I think the are some of the casinos open. I feel like I was reading Snoqualmie might be open still. I think um, they are. I think yeah, they have. Um, they have all those like at the blackjack tables and stuff. They have individual screens in between each between each seat and, and whatnot. I mean, uh, so I really would be curious as to see the transmission rate in a casino because. As a guy that's been to Vegas a few times, I enjoy yeah. it, but that's the grimiest place in the world. Yeah. <laughs> we we went to the casino. Uh, don't, I don't think you went, but it was like Keith and I and then maybe Clint um, and, and a couple other folks went to the casino like right before COVID shut down. And it was probably one of the more reckless things because it was like at that point of COVID where it was pretty clear that this was serious, but they technically hadn't shut everything down. So we're just mm-hmm. like, oh, let's go to casino. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. the entire next week I was just like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. I went to a concert like the last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Or, um, right before they shut everything down. And mm-hmm my friends that were supposed to go made the smart choice like hey you know it's probably not worth it it's one concert Mm -hmm. i'm going and i didn't die and i didn't get covid and i didn't give it to anybody that i know of but what's not a smart move like looking back hindsight's 2020 obviously yeah Yeah. for sure what a mess that was man has covid been pretty chilling for you what was that has covid been pretty chilling for you yeah man as weird as this sounds i feel like so 2020 was obviously like a, a pretty rough year for a lot of people, but I had a lot of changes in my life for the better, I think. And I kind of came out on 2020 yeah. year for me. Like I got a dog, I got a new car, got, I just got a new job. Um, and kind of just like, I, I made the best of it. I'd say I was training for a half marathon too. I'd never, I was, I was growing up. I was always the fat kid didn't like running. And I was like, ah, I got the dog. I have nothing better to do. I have zero excuse. I'm going to train for half marathon. I got canceled, but I got in pretty good shape. So that was cool. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. And then I I got a bike too. Josh, you and I went on a couple rides, like just getting outdoors, picked up a couple hobbies that I would not have otherwise, but I'm glad I did. Like biking, I know I'm going to be doing that for years. Oh, dude, love biking. Yeah. Yeah, Dylan, I don't think we went on a ride, but I heard Josh told me about the time you guys were doing that loop over to Kirkland. Like, (laughs) Like it didn't, it wasn't your bike, like a commuter bike. Like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) were you going up, were you going up like one, were you going up, um, Simon's road? Like I went to high school over there in Ingamore and I know that it's just straight vertical up. Oh dude. I went, there's so many Hills. I lost track. I remember we were probably not even a third through. We're probably like one fourth through. And I was just like, I don't, I I think I need to turn back like right now. How many gears does your bike have? Like three? I know it had like uh, eight gears, but it was really heavy. Uh, It was like twice the weight of my other bike. Yeah, it was a heavy frame. And it was just, it wasn't meant to be ridden like that. (laughs) It was comfy though. I bet going down the hills at least. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of times you got to go down the hills. Yeah, your butt, at least your your butt probably didn't hurt. Did you end up sell that bike? Yeah, yeah. Right after that, I sold it. (laughs) I was like, I didn't need a bike. (laughs) You got home, listed it. yeah oh man it's funny yeah, man. and i just remember I yeah no, uh, go ahead. Uh, i just remember riding that bike and i realized oh this probably isn't a, like a good exercise bike because i'd be going up hills and old ladies would be passing me on their bikes <laughs> like like significantly going faster than me <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah you were like on the hardest setting like on the ellipse um, like when you do a stationary bike you just put it on 10 yeah oh man i i felt like i was gonna die after that when i got home i was like i've never been this exhausted but Good experience because every other ride was easier after that. 
that's good. That's true. That's true. We'll have to go riding uh, again sometime soon. I know, Mark, we did. We did like what 20, 30 miles the one time we rode, and it, it was so funny because we got, yeah, and we got stuck out in the dark in like <laughs> North Seattle Bothell. We did really time. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The going through those North Seattle neighborhoods that don't have like a lot of lighting late at night. I mean, I don't know, not always the best choice, probably, but yeah, because yeah, there was like the that... urban trail, and you, I think you were just were the only ones with a light like on your bike i definitely didn't have a light on my bike it was not good. yeah we were like going down a trail and it was pitch black and there was just no lights like no lighting <laughs> at all so we just have like you know our little rinky dinky bike lights just trying to get through it was fun though yeah that was a good yeah i think as it warms up i'm definitely i've done a ride out to to redmond with justin and gone to like have you been a postdoc? It's right by Microsoft campus. I haven't. I've done a Microsoft yeah. ride, but I haven't gone to that because that's a brewery, right? Yeah. It's or, right next. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Dude, doing the rides, to the breweries and stuff. Have you guys thought about doing the Seattle to Portland ride? I've thought oh, about yeah. it, uh, but um, <laughs> probably train a little bit and see. Yeah. I feel like my ass and my neck couldn't take it because I don't know about you guys, but I get really tight right up here. Oh, I yeah. ride really long time and then just even with like the the biker pants which are the most important thing I would say to anyone riding shorts, a bike yeah, yeah the shorts <laughs> yeah that'd be rough yeah. I think that's one of those things where I thought like man that'd be sweet but uh I'm probably not gonna do it yeah. <laughs> the only way the only way I would do it is if I had a friend sign up like hey I'm doing it and I was like well I don't want you to have to do that alone we should get a little group to do a two day. If we did two days, I think it I'm would doing, be... there's no way I'm doing it in a day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Those people are crazy. I just don't want to be in the group that's like, oh, we're gonna do it in a day. It's just like dying at like 10 p.m. Yeah, I know. I was talking Justin Austin had talked about doing it, so maybe we could get a group together. That would be fun if we had all of us, and we can once we get to Portland actually be able to to uh, to celebrate together and just do something. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. How many miles is uh, that? It's like 180, I think. Oh, wow. Ish, because it's like three hours of Portland, right? Maybe a little less. Three hours driving. Yeah, I see what you're It's probably like 160 to 170. But yeah. I guess if you do, you could break it up and do what, 80? I mean, 100 miles in a day is a lot. But um, I mean, you just have all day to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Charge your headphones. And then you got to do it again. (laughs) 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 That's the thing is you're probably like not, don't even want to. Like even more so than your legs being sore. I mean, your butt is gonna hurt so much that next morning. Yeah, because oh, yeah. a hundred miles in a day is like that's daunting, but you know it's doable. But it's just wow, we have to wake up in six hours and <laughs> do it one more time. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I need to train for that for a while. <laughs> yeah, you, that is not something you can just pick up. Like yeah. that's that's one thing I was just talking to. Um, Josh Byers about was like, Hey, if you wanted to do a half marathon, like you could just get up and do a half marathon. It would suck, but you mm-hmm. could, and you'd be hurt yeah. to stay, but it's like possible. But doing that ride to Seattle to Portland, like you can't, you're done. You're, you're going to, your legs are going to get fried if you're not training for a while to get ready for that. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I didn't get to mention this before, but when we were talking about coins, my one of my good buddies is very bullish on a coin called XRP. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's a coin that is trades is the Ripple Network coin. Mm-hmm. XRP. I'm gonna look it up on my Coinbase. Buy some of that later. <laughs> yeah. So again, not financial advice, but they're actually being investigated by the SEC right now. Um, 
I like that, it. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, it's it's a buy low opportunity, right? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> when others when others run, that's when you buy, and when others buy, that's when you sell. But um, they're being investigated by the SEC uh, to see if they were being traded as a security the last few years. Um, I don't I don't know a ton about it, um, but I'm basically it's like, hey, it's not recognized. Like no other bank in the world or no other securities commission in any other country sees it as a security. They see it as a coin but they're being investigated. But basically it's a coin that's uh, designed to help um, banks make transactions with each other. So mm-hmm. it reduces friction in sending a, sending large amounts of money across borders from one bank to another. Like it's almost instantaneous and it costs like for each transaction, regardless of size and dollar amount, it's like 0.0004 cents or something like that. So it's mm-hmm. almost free. It's, like doesn't take a lot of energy too. So it's essentially like a, uh, it's the people that are really high on it, see it as being the future of um, basically how banks do business with each other. And so it's trading, it's, 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 it's riding the altcoin wave right now. Like if you look at the, you look at all of the, the charts, pretty much everything mirrors Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like, um, but this one has a chance because it's, it's low right now. If things work out, right, it could be screwed, but depending on how things work out, it has a chance to, to um, definitely, definitely blow up. And I think the utility, like, cause there's a set amount of coins and it's decentralized, but it, it's, it's designed to be trading. I think it was at like $10 and it's at like 60 cents right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so lots of room to run, but again, not financial advice. I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah, what, what is an altcoin? It's just basically like the non, uh, not Bitcoin. Got it. Got yeah, it. it's like the, it's so like like the top three or whatever. Yeah, like that uh, that third one that you'd bought. What was that third one you said? That you th- uh, Civic. Because it looks cool. Yeah, dude. That's, that's, an that's awesome. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm invested in altcoins. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that, that's just something I've been looking into recently as, as an opportunity. It, again, though, that's one of those things that you never know. Like, you only should put in money that you're okay losing. Yeah. And at this it's like rate, a lottery ticket. Exactly. That's the way that's, that's, that's definitely a thought is like, for me, the money that I put in there, I'm not touching for at least five to 10 years. That's my idea. It's like, yeah, it's gone. Like mm-hmm. just let it sit, let it ride. But yeah. Nice. Not financial advice. So not financial advice. <laughs> but do it. <laughs> if we all do it, no. <laughs> but if we all do it. <laughs> Dude, that's what we need to change this podcast to. I'm completely joking as I say this joke. Just to make sure. A little financial advice, but not really. You could be completely joking. Office. What was that? No, I'll just say completely joking in case the SEC ever listens one day. <laughs> the out of office podcast and then in parentheses, not financial advice. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Awesome. Um, well, it was great having you on, Mark. We appreciate it a ton. It was yeah, a lot man. of a... Uh, good conversation and uh, we'll definitely have to have you on again yeah, yeah. Dude, it's been a pleasure if you guys yeah whenever you want to talk about socks or coins or whatever just let me know sorry i know we kind of ran over we didn't get to talk about the impeachment trial which is <laughs> probably oh, it's all- actual biggest news <laughs> <laughs> well maybe we'll just have to have you on again soon we'll, we'll we'll chop it up again yeah man that sounds great thanks for having me on boys it's been a uh, good catching up with you yeah dude absolutely yeah. likewise man bike bike ride soon yeah, dude, let's do it. Maybe a little winter ride. <laughs> is it still snowing? Is it still snowing at your guys' place? It's snowing a ton right now. It's yeah. coming down hard again. It yeah. was it was looking like rain when we started the podcast. Um, it's but like, yeah. 
It's some thick, some thick so much for flakes six right inches. now. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Ice Age begins. <laughs> <laughs> that would right, actually good. fucking suck. <laughs> but yeah, what? If the Ice Age just was starting right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just one day, you guys. It's the ice age. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's how that works. <laughs> I'm so not prepared for this. <laughs> all those people, all those people with the the uh, you know like the what are those shelters called? Igloos you know, that are like the doomsday preppers. Oh, uh, okay. That's yeah, their, yeah, yeah. their I bunkers. Told you so moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> not only am I ready for the zombie apocalypse or the nuclear, you know, holocaust, I'm also ready for the ice age. <laughs> Time. Oh man. All right, boys. It's been good talking. Thanks for All having right. me. Yeah. Good talking. Yeah. See you. Right. See you, boys. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, thanks, Mark, for hopping on the podcast. Always great having friends on. Everyone make sure to follow his Instagram. Mark likes to cook, and that is Mark with a spell with a C, so it's M-A-R-C. And likes to cook. I think everyone knows how to spell that. Um, but definitely check that out. It's got to beat. It's got to beat buyers. Um, so definitely make sure to go out and support him on that. Yeah, we'll we'll have to link it in the description just in case uh, people don't know how to spell that last part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but what's been going on with you, Josh? You've been uh, enjoying the snow, or what? What have you been doing this weekend? Yeah, it's been it's been good. Just enjoying the snow. Honestly, I. Uh, I woke up Saturday and was was surprised that uh that you know oftentimes you hear the weather reports and I feel like people especially in Seattle love to hate on the weather people like mm-hmm. oh it's not actually gonna snow that much but they're gonna they're probably hyped now do I put some respect on my name I told you because this is like no joke <laughs> snow yeah granted but <laughs> from everything I was reading before it actually snowed they were saying anywhere from two to twelve inches that's pretty that's a pretty big gap. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of snow like <laughs> like that's what that's what i'm just gonna start doing when people like asking my height and it's like how how tall are you uh, i'm between five eight and six five <laughs> <laughs> he ain't lying so <laughs> yeah <laughs> have you had to shovel snow at all oh no in my neighborhood they actually had some guys come out and shovel snow and then earlier today there was like a tractor coming through and pushing the snow out Oh, you fancy. Cool. Yeah. I see. I what see. about you? Have you been uh, shoveling snow out of your driveway? I, and stuff? I did a little bit. I took a nap yesterday, which I like rarely take naps. But anyhow, I like woke up from the nap. It's like 3 p.m. And I realized that my neighbors did everything like the because, you know, there's like the hill up to mm-hmm. my house. So they got the hill. They got all of the driveways up above. So I was just feeling, feeling like hell inadequate. They even got like my walkway. I was like, that's so nice. So I like uh, did the sidewalk in front of my place and then my neighbors to try to to try to contribute a little bit. Nice. And then I, I dug up my car. But I'm a little bit sore. The snow is it, it's a lot. Like yeah, to do twenty feet of sidewalk. Uh-huh. I, I'm feeling it this morning. Oh, that's funny. You should have when your neighbor did some of your stuff. You should be like, hey, get off my property. <laughs> <laughs> No, they were, and they did it this morning too. Uh, a guy was out this morning. One of the neighbors just did like everyone's stuff. I was like, "That's really nice." Got some good neighbors. I don't even own a snow shovel, so uh, I was just using like a, a regular ass shovel. It was flat <laughs> at least, not like you know pointed. It was yeah, a flat yeah, shovel yeah. at least, but okay. it was a little bit less efficient. Nice. Oh, you got a shovel, man. That's you're definitely a homeowner. 
Yeah, I have a shovel. I don't even know why I have a <laughs> shovel. Now that I think about it, to be honest, I have no idea why I own a shovel, but I do own one, so. Well, that's good, dude. It's a little weapon. Home defense. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is like a ton of snow. Like, I was reading that... Um, I believe it was our snowiest day in 52 years. Um, and uh, I think the total snowfall was like 11 inches from the Seattle weather blog. Yeah. But I think we beat the record from last year then, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like. Was it last or, year? No, last year, two years, two years ago, ago. Sorry. Two years ago. Sorry. Yeah, dude. Ice Age, man. Get ready. <laughs> I love it, Dylan. Always throwing in random. <laughs> Mark's like, okay, got to get going. Dylan's like, but Ice Age? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. It's 2021. <laughs> uh, Dang, 2021 doesn't have that much of a ring to it. 2020, though, that's just it's a solid number. Yeah, Complicated year, but true. solid number, no doubt. Yeah. Dude, what are your thoughts on the impeachment? Trumpito's acquitted again. I mean, yeah, not surprised, but it's just like, I don't know. I can't respect anyone that didn't vote to not impeach him. Like, I can never vote for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was, I think, seven Republicans did it. So, yeah, like it's bipartisan, I guess, bipartisan loss, but <laughs> bipartisan nonetheless. Yeah. And I definitely respect the seven that did vote to impeach him a lot more because they know that it could just make it so they're never elected. And they didn't give a mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like they had uh, enough, uh, what's it called? Um, integrity to do that. So good for mm-hmm. them. But it's really asking the bare minimum. <laughs> it's really asking the bare minimum. Dude, did we'll you see s- Ted uh, Ted Cruz's hair? Uh-uh. What was wrong with it? I'll, uh, I'll link it for, the, um, for our picture on Instagram. So you got a man bun now? He he looked like he had a little mullet, a little mullet going on. <laughs> He's One really trying th- to embrace that. I'm a country boy. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite tweets was just like Ted Cruz's new haircut: treason in the front, sedition in the back. But uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a little mullet going on. Uh, that's so funny. He has. A, oh wow, yeah, he does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's really trying to rebrand himself. Ted Cruz is just one of those guys that it's just he's really like whatever gets him in the door. <laughs> yeah, he's like, mullet, I gotcha. <laughs> just going hunting again this weekend. I only eat my own, eat stuff I kill. <laughs> oh, man. Which It'll I, be interesting when, yeah. when he reruns. I'm curious to see. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's I, I guess, I wonder if he has more support than he's ever had or what, because he was elected beforehand just being creepy ted or that's lion true. ted <laughs> lion ted i love the nickname oh let's see trump did have some good nicknames though i will say that he came up with the funniest he's a good he's very good at branding he is he he's is. he's a great brander i will say i that, mean no his stuff is like Pretty i won't call it funny because coming from him it's <laughs> like shouldn't be funny yeah. but if you know uh, dave Chappelle made a joke like if dave Chappelle was saying some of that stuff like it would be pretty solid comedy. Oh yeah, no, he's he's <laughs> legit. He is a funny dude, but he's also a scary guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you look at it without thinking of all the other stuff, a lot of the stuff he says is pretty hilarious. Yeah, Lion Ted, Sleepy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Mm. Oh, his uh, his his little statement was interesting too. Oh, yeah, dude, he's banned from Twitter forever. What what happens next now? Do you think he's gonna start amping up, or does his twenty twenty four campaign begin now? I don't know, man. I feel like he's just gonna chill. I, I don't know. We'll we'll find out very soon though, because you know he's can do whatever he wants now. Um, well, I guess he could have always done whatever he wants, but now that the impeachment stuff isn't hanging over his head, he'll he'll have a little bit more wish to uh to do some crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just I wonder how he does it, like how he um, is able to talk. Does he just have to tell his kids, "Hey, Ivanka, honey, honey, come here. I want to say this." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you type this out on Twitter, or does he just create a bunch of secret <laughs> Twitter accounts? <laughs> this is this is this is not Trump <laughs> Twitter. Oh, have you seen the? Uh, there's like a meme, and it's like uh, Donald Trump, and he just has a mustache on his face, and it's like his Twitter. <laughs> is it like Baron or whatever his name is? Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> oh, I'm forgetting his the the first name of this uh, his nickname. Yeah, I wonder if Baron will go to the NBA. Dude's like seven feet tall. <laughs> Dude, it, it'll be cool to see. I think Bronny is gonna be able to play with LeBron. That's gonna oh, be yeah. cool. That'd be tight. LeBron is looking very good physically. Oh yeah, he, he, uh, he has lost. He'll step. be chilling for the next couple of years. Yeah. yeah. He plays too smart too. I'd be curious because you know he says he invests like a million dollars into his body every year. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what that looks like. Is there like a plan he can share that's one thousand dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one hundred dollars a year. What's yeah, the dude. what's the step down? He's got to share his his stuff. Yeah, I'm curious at what are, I would. That would be awesome to see a breakdown of what he spends on everything. I'm sure it's like a physical therapist, without a doubt, trainers, people cooking his meals, massages. Um, I don't know what else. Maybe like some medical treatments that are legal or whatever. Yeah, I bet nutrition's a big one. To your mm-hmm. point. Nutrition's yeah. probably a big one. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, he's 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 the man. <sighs> he really is. I wonder what the drug testing is like in the NBA for like, because you never, don't really see anybody ever get popped for PEDs. Like, I've never seen it. Do you? What? Yeah, I don't know. That's like I don't know really how- professional athletes to never get popped for anything. What? Can you explain what those are? Just in case I don't know. PUDs. Oh, performance enhancing drugs. So like steroids, HGH, EPO, all kinds of stuff. Right, no, sorry. I meant like, uh, would there be like a certain one you think NBA players would, Anything would take? Or is I guess like oh, there's to be like stronger, some, it's still helpful. Even There's if like a not. laundry list of things that you can take. Interesting. Yeah. And some are really hard to like test for. Like the U- UFC, they are under like one of the stricting, strictest drug like organizations like testing wise in the u.s called mm-hmm. usada and so they'll just like show up to your house in the middle of the night and make you like piss in a cup or like take your blood and stuff like that yeah it's doing too much man that's doing too much well it's to make sure that people aren't on like juice and stuff like that and you can't just tell them hey you have this test or else they can kind of like falsify and fake it or whatever and the middle of the night though like you can't do that at 7 a.m yeah yeah no but they'll just come whenever <laughs> knock on your door and say hey you need to do this right now <laughs> Because they want you to always be worried about it, so you can't, you know, just in case you get yeah, uh, for sure. tested or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they do in like stuff like the NBA or NFL even, because the NFL tests their own like 
drug stuff. And so I'm like pretty sure, especially when there's that much money on the line, like a lot of these guys are probably a large portion of them are on like some sort of stuff. Not to say they're not great athletes, but it's like when you're worth a hundred million dollars and you want to get whatever edge you can, um, depending on your position, like it just makes sense to do it. Yeah. And there's been, you know, uh, retired NFL players that have came out and have talked a little bit about some oh, of the yeah. stuff they were taking. Although, you know, there's been time, so maybe their testing protocols were different back then or whatever, but um, it definitely wouldn't be the first time, you know, players are, are using stuff. Yeah. But I, to I, your I point, think, like, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, in uh, every sport, <laughs> I think they do that, like, across the board. Like, um, Russia, their whole track and field team got banned because they were, everyone was on stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they were hiding it. Um, and there's all kinds of little things you can do. Certain stuff's really hard to test for as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just I, I guess it, it it makes sense. And I, I that's why I wonder: should they just let everyone do anything? Yeah, it sounds dangerous, man. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously it's dangerous. Like some of these sports are super dangerous though, too. Like if you're like a, a fighter or something like that. Or, I think. Well, would would part of the concern potentially be that? especially newcomers into the sport or young people would be super eager to try mm, anything to point. try to get, the, they would have it may to. be like a way to just curb it. Cause I could see like, honestly, people, you know, um, will do anything to become the best and they may like, it may start to cause overdoses or stuff. I don't know how hard it is to overdose on whatever laundry list of drugs yeah. would people would potentially be taking, but it, no, people may just abuse it a lot more. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. That is that is a good point to the kids and stuff like that. I remember, like one of my friends growing up, he was uh, like a soccer player and he was like on like a really like prestigious soccer team. And he had told me like there was like this one kid on his team, and I think we were like probably like fifteen or sixteen that was like on PDs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. It's like oh damn, dang. That's and then crazy. yeah, and then I knew like another kid that was on like um, I played football at UW, and he was just telling me how. Like they would, the coaches would literally tell them before they have like tests and stuff like that. Like get tested. But mm-hmm. I think that was more so for like weed and stuff like that. Um, they like give you like a day or, or so beforehand and let you know. Yeah. I've heard some, I've heard some interesting college football stories relating mm-hmm. to coaches. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. I'll just keep it at that. But yeah. <laughs> there'd be some interesting stuff happening in NCAA sports. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. It's wild. Uh, Are they supposed to get paid? Who the the players? Or they can get oh no they can start and I I know at least in California they're able to get endorsements. Oh, interesting. And then they're doing they're bringing out back NCAA football right next year. Which I I don't really know how they're gonna yeah yeah. I thought they they shut it down for all those legal reasons. So I'm kind of curious to see how that will blow up. Which it. Make sense. Makes sense. They were making money <laughs> like, off people. They literally, yeah. <laughs> they literally had like players that looked exactly like them, same number, just didn't have the name on the back of the jersey. Fun yeah, ass game, yeah. though. I will say. <laughs> oh, it's a fun game, yeah. and you know, there's a win-win situation there where yeah. people can enjoy the game and you compensate mm-hmm. the player. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely a, a win-win option sitting somewhere in there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Ah, oh, dang. We'll never know though. We weren't college athletes. We could have been. That's true. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's true. <laughs> No, no, that's yeah, no. that part is not true. Yeah, uh, maybe I could have walked on at the worst South Northeast Seattle, yeah, Pacific University. <laughs> I could have been maybe on their practice team, yeah, <laughs> for something. Practice ping pong team or something. Yeah, something. Uh, 
What is practice uh, finance worst school, team? Worst sport? Yeah. <laughs> finance football, black football team. Whoever's the quickest to go get me copies. Yeah. It's <laughs> for to the copy machine and back. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, dude, how have you been enjoying the, the Cecil Hotel? Oh, man. That's just. That shit, stuff like that, I cannot, I can't handle too much of that stuff, especially at night. It's just because, like, the fucked up serial killers and stuff like that, it, like, weighs on my soul, in all honesty. Like, I, I it just, I get too, like, invested in it, like, emotionally. <laughs> have you, <laughs> have like, you oh, finished it yet? Up. Huh? Oh, I finished have it, you? yeah. Okay. Spoiler alerts are ahead, everyone, so if you have not watched Cecil sure. Hotel on Netflix, then skip probably, like, what, five minutes? Yeah. Let's dive into it because right. I'm curious. <laughs> Total spoiler: We are yeah. going to discuss the ending. What do you think happened? Like in reality? Oh, I think for sure she had a. It was, she killed herself on accident. Oh yeah, I think so too. Yeah. If anything, and I was just reading an article, and I'd be interested to hear your take on it. Is it unethical what Netflix does? Like the mm. fact that they hyped it up, they through the first couple of episodes, like they, it was very much entertainment, and then you get to the end of the episode, and it's just. Nothing peculiar happened. Mm-hmm. I think it's super clear that nothing weird happened, and it was just a really sad tragedy of uh, a young girl having a mental breakdown, mm-hmm. um, and that's all that happened. I don't know. It, it, it was. Yeah, I, I I see why people. Some people are saying it's like kind of unethical. To it could have uh, just been like really quick, like oh, this is what happened. It's over. Like it didn't have to be four episodes. It could just been like, hey, this girl happened. This or it didn't even need to be a thing. But the one thing I will say to that, and my girlfriend brought up an interesting point yesterday, was that the thing about documentaries is oftentimes how they tell the story is how it was recepted in like real life and like mm-hmm. what people were thinking at that point in time. And at that point in time, the reason why everyone thought that she was killed was because they said the latch to the the water tank was closed. Yeah. And so that kind of just made everyone be like, well, how is that possible? All this other stuff um, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, yeah. So I that's agree. what it kind of seemed like the story, at least how they portrayed it in there was, hey, all this is what everyone was thinking. But then in reality, it comes out later on, which wasn't reported by the news that, hey, this was actually just closed. Yeah. No, I, that's a fair point, yeah. too. Like it was it was they try in some way to tell the story of a person going through it at that time mm-hmm. and for a person going through it at the time, given like the, the latch stuff, it sounded like happened after the fact or later on in the timeline. And then of course, like the autopsy and whatever comes um, after the fact. And mm-hmm. so uh, it is a fair point that like they told a story through the eyes of someone living through it and going through that, like ups and downs as someone like following the story of like, wow, this is really, really strange. And then getting to the end and being like, Eh, it wasn't really strange like something just tragic happened yeah and that 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 makes sense yeah to me as long as that's how it actually happened and it wasn't like really quickly but it seems like based on the story that that's what happened but even with the the latch being um open at the end i actually thought that or the cap of the thing i still thought she had just killed herself and she just like popped it up a little bit and then slipped in and then it fell down back on top you know yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. That could have happened also. Like the entire time I thought, I was like, oh, okay, I, th- I think she just killed herself because the elevator stuff, it didn't make any sense either because it was like if she was scared, she wouldn't have pressed every button and she wouldn't be popping out and like doing stuff outside the elevator. Yeah. Like her killing herself was really the only thing that made sense when you got to the end of the episode. Like oh, I couldn't yeah. find any evidence that would 
suggests anything. Yeah. Anything else. Aside um, from that hotel being so creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, uh, another interesting question. Do you think the hotel has some responsibility in her death? No. They already have enough, like, crazy, like, they have, like, a lot of, like, crazy people in there. They have 80-plus deaths a year. Um, I don't think they have to be responsible for someone unless the person is, like, coming up to them, like, ah, I'm, like, something like that happened to me or something like that. Then, like, that's a, a different story, but they're not responsible for watching over their guests and just making sure that they're not doing anything to, you know, fuck up themselves or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how they would have known that she was going to do that either. Like she didn't yeah. give any indication. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you too. It was, it's hard because I think should the hotel probably have checked in on her? I think so. Is it necessarily their obligation or is it a requirement that they do that? No. So like, uh, I don't think so. So it's hard because like I get what people are saying. It was like, well, if the hotel would have just checked in. Just what do you mean by check-in? And why would they know that they need to check-in on her? Because it sounded like she was acting bizarre and potentially was, you know, going through some type of mental breakdown. It sounded like the other guests and hotel staff that saw her, it, it was clear that she wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, at other hotels I've stated, I think they would have seen a guest and said, Hey, are you okay? You know, if someone would have just asked her, are you okay? Do you need help? Are you having some type of breakdown? Like then it could have ended a bit differently, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I get what people are saying. Well, some people are saying of like, if they just would have checked in on her because it looked like she was in distress, like maybe there would have been a different outcome. Um, But I don't necessarily see it as her, as her obligation. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think it's hard just because of that hotel and what goes on there. Like, they know that the guests are not always, you know, the, like, the the most stable people just in general, and they have, like, a bunch of issues and, and that sort of thing. So, I don't know. It's kind of hard because then it's, like, you're basically a hotel is kind of turning into some place that's babysitting a bunch of people. Um, no, no, I like, agree completely. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, if she was, and it's. Like, she was like yelling i'm gonna kill myself or like ah like help me help me help me then that would be like a different story but she just only thing that i heard was she walked past them and said um la's crazy a crazy place but i'm crazy too um and then she did get removed from her room and they like switched her to a different room because people were complaining about her but i don't know if that indicates oh this person's gonna like hurt themselves it just might be like this person's just kind of like a mess which i feel like a lot of people that at least based on that, where they have like serial killers staying there, and mm-hmm. I get a bunch of people from Skid Row, and it's on Skid Row, um, saying things that it doesn't seem like too crazy. Um, no, I like, I agree completely. Like the environment of the hotel mm-hmm. played a factor, or the hotel itself. Like yeah. if she was staying at the W, then I think the argument could be made that they had some responsibility to make sure she was okay. Not necessarily because of the like W is more expensive or it's mm-hmm. like a classing at all. Like, they just have more bandwidth, I feel like, to see, are your hotel guests okay? Where it sounded like from the Cecil Hotel, they had so many problems, and they were just, like, literally struggling to, like, stay above water. Yeah. And so I get, like, they weren't incredibly focused on every single one of their guests. Mm-hmm. Um, although it would have been nice if they would, but I get that it was, like, overlooked. Yeah. It's just a tragedy. I don't know. Yeah. That was my takeaway. It was just, it's just a really tragic accident. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. The craziest thing, because I did some research about, like, one of the serial killers that was in 
that's had stayed there. And it was like the guy from Austria that they talked about who would like strangle people and do like a weird knot with the bras of his victims. Mm-hmm. Um, I like did some research because I was like, okay, he killed someone in Austria and then he got out of jail and then came to America. I was like, how do you like kill and rape someone and then get out of jail? And basically what happened with him was he did get convicted and he went to jail and um, you you have to like stay like um he had like fifteen to life or something was his sentence which is crazy um like it was just like a mandatory fifteen at least but while he was in jail he was like writing a lot and I guess he was like a really good writer and his writings ended up being like taught in like schools and stuff like that and mm-hmm. there was a bunch of people that were petitioning for him to like get out literally just because he was a fucking writer which is so stupid and one of the people was a Nobel Prize winner. And it was like a woman. And I, at first, I, because I couldn't, the names were obviously like Austrian names. And so I didn't really know what they meant. So I just clicked on one and I was like, Nobel Prize winner was petitioning to get him out early when he raped and killed a girl. I was like, well, who's this fucking idiot? And it was a lady. And under her bio on Wikipedia, it says feminist. I was like, how are you a fucking feminist if you're petitioning for a rapist murderer to get out of jail early because he can just write well? Was this in (laughs) Austria? Yeah. Okay, I thought which it was I, in the U.S. I was like, that doesn't sound like Americans. Which is like so um, fucking But in crazy. Austria, that makes, makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, and he killed a bunch of people in Austria, and then he ended up going to the U.S., and he actually went on like ride-alongs with the police because he was like doing like reporting and shit like that, which is fucking crazy, too. And then, yeah, he killed people here as well. And then, yeah, he went to jail. He ended up killing himself, thankfully. Yeah. The Also, speaking of... Um, of which the the morbid dude that was an interesting dude, the night soccer. Uh no the the dude in a documentary that um, oh, saying morbid, about death. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, that guy, the artist. I felt I felt bad for him, but when he was just like this could happen to anyone, I was like, eh, not really. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. We were singing about killing yeah. someone and had a music <laughs> like, video where you're chasing some girl in the woods to kill. Yeah, her. if you do that, you may be at a much likely chance of being accused of murder if you sing and video you know have a music music video about killing someone you may yeah. be accused of murder my guy yeah. like it was a year later though too <laughs> it, that he was saying that which was crazy he was he was a year earlier that this yeah, yeah. happened yeah yeah like uh some very basic digging probably would have uh shown that he was um not guilty because he wasn't even in the country at that time mm-hmm. and it's pretty hard to forge that type of stuff um yeah. And at the passport and whatnot, but it's like eh, that wouldn't happen to literally anyone. I think you did. Uh, you yeah. you had a chance of being accused of a crime when you. Yeah, it's a yeah. The internet's a wild place though to think about too. How people can just kind of go in and just say whatever about you without any yeah. repercussions. When in real life, they probably wouldn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that guy is just like, you know, his life's ruined. Um, but. Everyone who said it is just like didn't think twice about it. It's interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's wild. He's definitely a uh an interesting character though, I will say that. His uh death metal stuff. It's like, man, this is some scary shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It was yeah, it was it was it was a bit creepy. It's like I would it not doubt if he were someone that would kill people, but <laughs> like it would make yeah. sense. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but that hotel—would you ever? Would you ever stay at Hotel Cecil? Or what's the hotel they have underneath it? They have like a hostel, which that was kind of shady. Stay too. on, stay in on or Maine. Stay, 
I I think it's it's being reconstructed right now or something, right? Yeah. The I don't think you can say there right now. So I half luxury and half affordable housing, which I'm just like, how is that gonna work? <laughs> half luxury. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't have stayed there because a ton of people stayed there to like ghost hunt or whatever. I wouldn't do that. Um, I would, I'm not the type of person that goes ghost hunting. I'll, I'll pass on that. Uh, although the ghost hunters did do a lot of work, like that button work when they were playing around with it to see exactly what happened. Like oh, that was yeah. interesting. They cross off like a ton of things. Like, oh, yeah. why was the elevator stopped? It was like, oh, she accidentally pressed a button. Uh-huh. Oh, we could tell she was on the 14th floor because it didn't light up. Yeah. Some of the stuff I was like, wow, user. That was good. These are detective stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, okay, this is this is pretty good. That's a that is one, you know, there's a lot of drawbacks with we and we just talked about with all the internet people diving in and you know, they can rush to judgment and ruin people's lives and whatever. But uh it is also interesting with like these true crime stories or mysteries that become viral, mm-hmm. how you know, there was two detectives working on it. And all of a sudden, with the internet, they had thousands, you know, if not hundreds of thousands of people looking at the videos, reviewing it, doing their own little homework and stuff. It's it's interesting to see, like, basically crowdsourcing detective work online. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is weird. But then also, they go down those weird rabbit holes and stuff like that, like they did with, uh, um, what was it? It was... Uh, tuberculosis or whatever and they were saying oh it's yeah. a it's a spy but a side note like the most fucked up thing was the uh the body being in the water tanks and people like drinking it and showering in that that water that had yeah, like a de- decomposing body i was just like whoa i'm never drinking hotel water again <laughs> and i'm only yeah. staying at nice hotel chains i'm never staying at some just random boutique hotel fuck that <laughs> yeah i don't yeah, I don't know if I would ever do that. I don't know if I would do hostels again either. I yeah, I know. I'm out for that. Have you done a hostel before? Yeah, just when we did it in... Uh... Oh, yeah, 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 when we went to Asia. Yeah, and that was sketch, too. We found out. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've i done Asia, and then when I did Europe right after graduation, we did all hostels. Um, but yeah, I don't think I would I would do that again now that I have a job and and stuff yeah when you don't have any money it was then it was pretty nice but not as much now yeah i'd rather just save up money and wait to go (laughs) yeah dude yeah agreed (laughs) dude now that just makes me think whenever you see like an older person like in a hostel or something like that it's like oh this dude might be like creepy because there's definitely um when we were in thailand there was just some random dude that was like traveling like by himself he had like a bunch of tattoos and everyone called him jesus and I remember just the people from the UK talking about him. They're like, oh, yeah, dude, he's hella cool. Like, we hung out with him or whatever. And he just, like, goes around, travels or whatever. And I'm just like, hmm, what's he doing? Why is he just going around traveling <laughs> on his own? Yeah. <laughs> uh, quite a few of the hostels I stayed in in Europe, it was like, you have to be under, I think it was 30, if okay. not even younger than that. It was like a requirement. That's to, good. Which, but it makes you nervous, right? I'm like, why do you have that rule? Yeah. Something took place. You felt that rule was required. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah, that, that, that just makes me afraid of strangers even more now. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to sleep around strangers. <laughs> no, but it's, you know, most people are people. That's the thing. But yeah. 
the other thing is that like some people aren't people so yeah, you might just run into <laughs> one of these demons like walking most demons. people are pretty chill and fun to hang out with and get to wear no ice when you're traveling but then there's like yeah there's you know slight chance they're also a serial killer so yeah i wonder if we've ran into like any serial killers in our life or just like creepy like very creepy chances are probably well, I think for for like a murderer, a lot of us have, right? I think it, what is the statistic? Like one in, I don't know, one in a hundred or something like that. But people, one in a hundred people murder people. I threw out a number and I should not have. But <laughs> that seems like I remember lot. seeing this stat and it was like, uh, it wasn't the it wasn't as big of odds as you would think it was, mm-hmm. or small odds. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because I guess, like, around, like, World War II, if you had, like, a parent that was around during that time, odds are most people grew up with a parent that had killed people before. And that's just, like, a normal thing. And nowadays, it's really not as as common, I would say. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. It's <laughs> <as> common. <laughs> At least not in uh, where we live. Um, that's true. But, yeah. Like, that's the thing. And I guess it not even that long ago, it was, like, a thing, like... That was like something you were gonna do in your life if you were gonna survive. You're gonna kill somebody. Yeah, because of all the wars and stuff that were going on, and the draft and that sort of thing. Especially if you're a guy, it's like you're going to kill somebody. Yeah, yeah. A, a bit different time than we live in now. Mm-hmm. We're turning into like a true crime project. Yeah, <laughs> a true crime slash a big uh, cryptocurrency. <laughs> Dude, I mean, those are some two hot areas for podcasts. Yeah. Though. Like true crime is, I feel like, always popping off those uh, podcast detectives or whatever that yeah. will like unbox a story. Oftentimes, if someone like uh, wrongfully convicted, those, mm-hmm. those are really popular. And then my guess is there's a lot of cryptocurrency podcasts out there also. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, man. But I think we're coming up on time. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was great talking to you today, Josh. Is anything else you wanted to share? No, nothing else I want to share. It was it was fun talking, and uh, thanks again for Mark jumping on the podcast. Uh, it's a great conversation. He's a natural at, at podcasting. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. Mark, start you and Josh can start your own podcast about cooking or crypto or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll do some collabs. We'll have some as what do you call it, friendly competition. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that'd be tight if we could get a bunch of friends to start podcasts and then just all bounce off each other. Seattle Podcast Network, man. Yeah. But all right, uh, thanks everyone for listening. This has been the Out of Office Podcast or Out of Office Podcast, and. <laughs> Uh, oh man and yeah um, remember this is not financial advice (laughs) yeah (laughs) not financial advice at all gambling advice (laughs) how do you want to light money on fire advice yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, maybe we'll hit one one day though but all right see you later josh have a good one yeah see you